Welcome to the March edition of the Popcast, a monthly podcast by the Goethe Institute and Bayern Zwei's Sundfunk magazine. This is Dave Creeden presenting the English edition of Ralf Summer's programme. Today's lineup of five new releases from Germany features albums by Pasco, Gemma Ray, Harmonious Thelonious, Mira Mann, and Sam Goku. Let's start with Gemma Ray, a British expat in Berlin, whose new album is called Gemma Ray and the Death Bell Gang. Do it till it's undone, till tension needs Take me in your arms 
Become Oblivion, a song by Gemma Ray, or Gemma Ray and the Death Bell Gang, as she calls herself on her latest release, which is dark, as usual, for this Berlin-based British singer, but electronic for a change. Over the past 15 years, we've grown accustomed to a mix of indie pop and retro soul, along with some beautiful twang guitar. Gemma has worked with the likes of Nick Cave and Alan Vega, the vocalist and the American synth-punk duo Suicide. So she can do pop noir and gothic folk. But now, in her adopted city of Berlin, she is entering digital terrain with the aid of producer Ralf Goldkind, who has worked for Die Fantastischen Vier and Mourner Moore, and happens to have a music studio next to hers. The upshot is a new kind of electronically tinged torch song. Some of the vocal tracks were recorded over the phone, or otherwise technically distorted. Christoph Hahn from the band The Swans joined in on lap steel guitar. No happy shit was the guiding principle in penning the lyrics. Here's what Gemma has to say about the new record. So the Death Bell Gang is really a concept, a kind of cult. Um, they're the protagonists of this record story, really. It's also a nod to the fact that this album has a more collaborative element. The collaboration between Ralph Goldkind and I um, started fairly spontaneously, really, because um, we were we had studios near each other in the Templehof Airport, and we spontaneously started to exchange sound files after meeting up for a pot of tea in his studio. Um, we were talking loosely about the idea of recording a song together, but we were just having way too much fun being quite random and abstract and absurd with this endless ping-ponging of sound files and ideas. But yeah, that just spiralled into something that grew legs and thinking back, really, I think a lot of the concepts and melodies were solidified pretty early on, but we worked for a long time routinely together after that remote experience. Yeah, we developed and recorded a lot of that together in the studio. So the sound recordings really go from the dirtiest, trashiest, crappiest lo-fi on my old laptop, etc., the microphone there, um, way up into some lovely, deep, analogue, high-end gear. So I think that really suited the concept of the record, the way the sound mirrored the content. I think we captured all those extremes really well. Yeah, I don't think it could really have happened at any other time than it did. It was something that happened as a product of circumstance and it's a process that only really stopped because we chose to stop it but it could have gone on forever there was just so much behind and beyond this record it's a place really a cast of characters a state of mind and a kind of retro futuristic yearning that I tried to rip out and burn down and a reset with a new process I'm usually very deliberately alone for the most part of my process um but I love bringing in musicians and people who add a lot more uh, towards the end but with this from the very beginning Ralph was sending me these amazing soundscapes and loops um that just triggered a lot of cool stuff and um, the background of Come Oblivion is quite personal for me very personal and deliberate really it took a few years to capture the main vocal that had the feeling and expression in it that I needed to feel and hear. Um, I finally managed to capture that last year, shortly after my dad passed away. 
which was maybe connected, but not in an obvious literal way. Maybe it was kind of the end of that story. Um, but the song is all about my roots, uh, my biological makeup, what's in my DNA and my work ethos. Yeah. Um, I decided not to tour this record the way I normally would. I'm a bit over the release a record, tour the record kind of factory preset. I'm a bit burnt out from it, to be honest. And I wanted to take some more time to rethink my live show, to bring in some really new elements, ideas that are starting to form. And that's something that would take time, which is really precious to me at the moment. And I didn't want to rush it. But I might play this record and some of the songs live someday. Yeah, it's been really nice to take time and absorb the release of this record in a different way and to sort of have these seeds of a new idea under my hat. That was Gemma Ray on her new album, Gemma Ray and the Death Bell Gang. The songs literally cry out to be used for a film or series soundtrack. Unfamiliar as Gemma's new free sound may be the first time you hear it, it really grows on you if you listen to the song several times. The new release by Miramann from Munich is a lockdown and a baby album. Here's a track off the album called Suche, which means search or quest. Okay, ich mag, was ich sehe. Die Luft ist kalt. Aber du und ich, wir schwitzen. Ich bin so wach, so schnell, so offen, so weit. Ich spüre dich. Ich spüre dich, deine Bewegungen. Ich spüre den Abstand zu dir auf eine gute Weise. Ich habe genug Raum, dich zu beobachten. Ich sehe dich. Ich sehe dich und deine Umgebung. Das Bild ist groß. Das Bild ist größer. The sun, die Sonne, thought and the moon. Und der Mond, suche, selfie, plötzlich, pose. Selfie, Blitzlicht, Pose, Hallo, Hallo. 
Miraman is a lyricist, musician and curator. She used to play bass in Candelilla, a guitar band she had with three friends of hers. And she has been named Booker of the Year for her work booking acts for Munich's Miller Club. Mira's first solo EP, Ich mag das, or I like that, came out four years ago. And now she's come out with her first full-length album. She began writing the lyrics in 2020, just a few weeks after her daughter was born. Hence the title, Weich, which means soft, like the body of a pregnant woman, explains Mira. You can tell from the titles on the track list that she was asking herself deep questions about the serious side of life. Unruhe, Arbeit, Einsamkeit, Suche, Abschied, Traum, Sehnsucht, Unschuld, Kontrolle und Vertrauen. Dann kriegt man schon ein Gefühl dafür, okay, um, it's the bigger picture. Since becoming a mother, I feel a certain tranquility and that I'm capable of concentrating, which has made me feel drawn to and ready to address the bigger issues. I write because I want to write, because I have to write, because it's my way of getting in touch with the world. I had over a hundred pages of material, which I work into songs or a book of poems, or, for example, a piece in the magazine Veta. My texts can take different forms. In February, I made a stage version out of one text for the Volksbühne Berlin, which was really beautiful. A completely different transformation. It was recited by actresses. It sounded like a sort of stream of spoken words. I tried to ease up on the tempo when writing this time, to take more time out for reflection and pay more attention to the details. This album is both. I feel like going away, focusing on the big stuff, see my song titles, and on the other hand, zero in on the nitty-gritty, on the essence. We dared a lot more in terms of harmony and melody on the Weich record. It's fuller and more tender, softer and warmer. There's more there. When recording my lyrics, I had the feeling that it gravitated even more towards hip-hop. The lyrics tripled in length. In contrast to the EP, there are whole stretches of lyrics on the album. I almost felt like an MC. Das, da, da komme ich ja teilweise mit einzelnen Worten nur aus. Und hier gibt es ja richtig Textstrecken, die ich mache. Und die rhythmisch zu setzen, da war ich teilweise richtig fast schon gefühlt für einen MC. MC Mira will be touring alone this time around without Ludwig Abraham, her producer and fellow musician, and giving readings from Kontrolle, her third volume of poetry, at the book fair in April. But she also dreams of increasingly combining her readings and live concerts, however that might go. Also ich mag gerade diese Brüche und also das ist glaube ich so ein Grundanliegen von mir. I like disruptions. That's why I became a poet. I want to take them where there aren't any yet. Even if that means opening for the rock band Die Nerven. I'm interested in where the ice gets thin, where you don't know anything for sure. That's where I've got to go. Yeah. If it's getting difficult, call Mira. <laughs> yes, please. Ja bitte. Zero one five one. New roles and new realms. That's what Miraman is exploring, on various channels and in various formats. But let's stick around in Munich for a while to check out Sam Goku's second album. 
Here's a tune called Lotus Drive of his new release.
Things We See When We Look Closer is the title of the new album by Sam Goku, whose name is Robin Wang when he's at home. The record is coming out on Permanent Vacation, a renowned club label also in Munich. After the deep house on his first album and Maxi's, Sam, who's German-born and of Chinese extraction, is now becoming more abstract, gravitating towards ambient, with an audible love for detail, but still almost exclusively instrumental. Except for Sky and Sand, which, by the way, is not a cover of the eponymous techno hit by Paul and Fritz Kalkbrenner. On the cover of Sam Goku's new album is a picture of an elderflower floating in a teacup, which symbolises the right moment, which is something you have to spot and seize, and that's an art in itself. Sam says he started working on the record at a time when his powers of perception were particularly keen. Die ist entstanden vorletztes Jahr im Herbst. Das hat so zwei Monate gedauert. Das ging eigentlich relativ schnell, weil das war so eine Phase, in der ich extrem inspiriert war. I made the record in autumn of 2021. It went very fast, within two months. I was extremely inspired during that phase. The title came to me during Covid. I spent a lot of time outdoors with friends then, in nature, in the woods. It was a beautiful autumn. I was inspired by nature and the peace and quiet thanks to the pandemic. You could breathe freely and contemplate things you don't normally pay any attention to. The rest of the time there's just too much to do, too much going on, deadlines and appointments all the time. But it was different then. You could simply take a closer look at things. That was something I hadn't experienced since my childhood. I noticed things I hadn't noticed in a long time. Hence the title, Things We See When We Look Closer. Auch davor, meine, meine Nummern hatten ja oft irgendwie so Bezug zu Blüten, Blumen und so. My previous titles had already referred to flowers, maybe because I spent half a year with my grandparents in China when I was a kid. Their house is built around a garden. My grandpa is a big flower lover. He planted all sorts of things there. It's all etched on my memory. It was a great, carefree time, associated in my mind with beautiful memories. And I refer to it in the titles of the tracks and the album itself. Musik, da sagen ja auch Leute, dass es halt sehr asiatisch oder chinesisch klingt. Many people say my music sounds Asian or has Chinese influences. That's something I don't do consciously, and I don't know music history well enough yet. My sound comes from the way I feel, and if it sounds that way to some people, that's okay with me. Lotus Drive. Ja, das ist ja die erste Nummer, die rauskam. Und das ist eigentlich einer meiner ersten Versuche, quasi aus diesem Haus-Techno-Tempo auszubrechen. Lotus Drive is the first number that came out before the album. It was one of my first attempts to break out of the standard house and techno tempo. Before that, I'd programmed everything between 120 and 140 beats per minute and four to the floor. These past two years, I got into broken beats. I was in England for a while and noticed that the music they play in the clubs there sounds different from here. I mean, UK bass, broken beats and the like. I wanted to try that out myself, and the track immediately found its way onto the album. And that's what I wanted to do a bit. And that's natürlich auch dazu gehört. That was Sam Goku talking about the new sound on his new album, Things We See When We Look Closer. Remixes of some of the tracks will be coming out too, which he can use for DJing in the clubs. He doesn't have enough time these days to put together a live set. His summer maxi is called Glistening Club Music. So we might call our next featured act Glistening Home Sound. 
Ammonius Thelonius from Dusseldorf is an old hand at sparkling instrumental electronic music. That was Liquid Soundwaves by Harmonius Thelonius. The man behind this melodious moniker is Stefan Schwander from Dusseldorf. He's also behind various electronic projects, including a rocket in dub, 
Antonelli Electre and the Repeat Orchestra. In 2010, he started up Harmonious Thelonious to explore what he calls the wide-open territory between African, South American and Far Eastern rhythms, crossed with minimal sounds. His ninth album to date, Cheapo Sounds, is different, more streamlined. The track we've just heard, Liquid Soundwaves, sounds like Retro Futura, easy listening music that could be from anywhere or any time, though most likely Santiago de Chile in the 1980s. At least, that's how I imagine it. Stefan Schwander tells us what Cheapo Sounds is all about. Ich habe versucht, statt Percussion miteinander zu verweben, jetzt Melodien und Harmonien zu verweben auf diesem Album. This time around, instead of interweaving percussion, I've tried to interweave harmonies and melodies on this album using only a single instrument, the mono machine. This desktop synthesizer basically has only six tracks. I have to say everything I want to say on these six tracks. That's all there is. Which means I have to accept limitations in this case and make the most of it. The album title, Cheapo Sounds, is actually meant ironically. I tinkered and fine-tuned the sounds a lot, so they didn't come cheap at all. You may be able to hear what a kick I get out of playing the tracks, especially live. I react to the audience, and I can stretch out one section of a given number or another. As in dub, where you can do different versions of a song. Or you can highlight specific parts, specific patterns. To me, the track Liquid Soundwaves is like a flying carpet, which can change moods through minimal harmonic shifts, but goes on gliding through the air. Die minimalen Harmonieverschiebungen immer die Stimmung so ein bisschen leicht verändern kann, aber im Prinzip einfach gleitet durch den Raum gleitet. That was Stefan Schwander, alias Harmonious Thelonious, talking about the magic carpets on his new record, Cheapo Sounds. Our next featured act has been around nearly as long as he has, and they're from the Rhineland on the westernmost side of Germany too. But Pasco, who hail from Gimpfeile near Trier, in the Rhineland Palatinate, sound totally different. Pasco are a German-language punk band started up a quarter of a century ago. If you're going to name your band after a character in Stephen King's best-selling horror novel, Pat Cemetery, you might as well replace the musician's surnames with the band name, like the Ramones, who wrote their last big hit, namely Pet Cemetery, for the film adaptation of the novel. So all of the musicians in Pasco have adopted the same surname for the stage. Drummer Olo Pasco, who actually is singer Alex Pasco's brother, talks about their latest album, Sieben, or Seven. We have angefangen, die songs to write im späten Frühjahr des Jahres 2020, also als Corona irgendwie Einzug in, in, in der Welt hielt. Und We started writing the songs in the spring of 2020, when Covid broke out in the world. Standing around in the rehearsal room, no gigs lined up. We put off our tour and at first didn't know what to do with ourselves. But then we made up our minds to rehearse every week under strict safety precautions. And pretty soon, we decided to start with some new songs, which was important to our morale, a constant that saw us through the pandemic. The band have been a constant in our lives for 25 years now. I started playing drums a lot more at home in the basement which boosted the quality of the record because we'd all got better at our instruments. We also did a songwriting session for the very first time, bringing together all our ideas. With our producers, Kurt Ebelhäuser and Michael Werns, we looked to see what's the best fit. Are the arrangements all right? What still needs tweaking? 
That's pretty much the story of how the record came about. But there was no major change of style on the record. We didn't turn our backs on punk rock. The only thing we insisted on was that a record shouldn't sound like the one before We eventually realized that the lyrics were about outsiders and marginalized groups. That's a big concern of ours. And the socio-political situation hasn't improved at all over the past few years. That was Pasco's drummer, Olo Pasco, recounting the genesis of the band's seventh album to date. And here's a pleasant surprise for us. They've been selling the vinyl edition of Sieben only through small independent record shops and directly to fans. The LP is not available on Amazon or at the big electronics retailers. And yet for the first time in the band's history, they made the top ten on the German album charts all the same. Their own label, Kidnap Music, is also renowned for punk bands like Akne Kid Joe from Nuremberg and The Baboon Show from Sweden. Let's end with a bang, with a song off the Sieben album Königreiche im Winter, or Kingdoms in Winter, on which you can hear Apocalypse Vega singing along, by the way. She's the lead singer in the Berlin band Acht Eimer Hühnerherzen, which means, you guessed it, eight buckets of chicken hearts. (laughs) 